Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the top level, though. So if you wanted to say, like, a couple things so I can set your sound real quick. A couple things so I can set your sound real quick? No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to On the Rocks with Ron Janae, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the sometimes drunkly that comes with growing up. I'm your host, Ron Janae, and it's time to pour out. Okay. Everybody, I almost did not make it through that introduction today because I have a really special guest here with me and I'm already geeking out. So I'm just going to get into the introductions. Today, I am sitting with the Chevy Woods. Yeah, I like the the in the, yeah, makes me feel important. You are important. You are artist, you are entrepreneur, I don't know. I mean, in a moment makes me feel important. In the moment makes you feel important. Okay, well, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um... My name is Chevy Woods. Uh, I'm not going to give you all my government name, but... Well, I know it. Yeah, you want yeah, me to give yeah. it to him? No, you can, <laughs> you, you can keep it for yourself. Uh, no, my name is Chevy Woods. I'm from Pittsburgh. Of course, I'm part of the Taylor gang. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, of course. We've been rocking since 2009, and now we are in 2023. That's and, crazy. You know, nothing has changed as far as how we move and how we, you know, do our thing, but... Um, uh, the status of who we are has changed over mm-hmm. the years. Up, 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 up. Like, we level up, you know, all the time. So, um, it feels good to be on the road. Good trip tour. I took mushrooms last night. <laughs> so, yeah, the trip was So, what you on serious. today? Because it's 420. Um, I'm on uh, something called Yeah, Yep. It's my strain from, the, from my homies at the bakery in L.A. Okay. So, in Pittsburgh, when somebody asks you a question and you, like, want to say yeah to it, Mm-hmm. You'd be like, yeah, yep. So okay. I just put it on a weed bag because it's something familiar, you know, from the city. That's cool. I like mm-hmm. that. So this last couple of years has been crazy, mm-hmm. right? But you've been busy. That's one thing that I noticed just looking at all the albums that you've released mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. You've been pretty consistent. Um, I feel like, well, uh, the debut album album, even though I've done a, I've done a bunch of projects, EPs, mm-hmm. mixtapes, all of that. The debut album was since birth and everybody always asked me like yo why did it take so long for you to do a studio album but it it was just the timing it was just like perfect timing for me um i didn't want to rush anything there was a lot of times i had the project finished and then i went to wiz and i went to will who's my manager and you know they know music they know what to do with it and they know when something's not ready you know what i mean so i guess with their feeling they felt like you know i can do more and I took that in consideration and then just recorded again over and over again for like a year. And then I put it out in the pandemic. So a lot of people, it was tough for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I didn't get to touch the people with the album. Yeah. I put it out through the internet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was like a difficult little situation where I couldn't do interviews. I couldn't do shows. I couldn't do like nothing to travel with the music. So now getting back to it, this is where I'm presenting that body of work as well in my set yeah Mm -hmm. which is really important when you're an artist you want to be able to go out to go on tour but during the pandemic you know everybody was at home Mm -hmm. and so like how did you see the success of that album i i I started to realize that people actually like when i make country songs (laughs) so escape is the song that really jumps out to people Mm -hmm. and just a little backstory i wasn't even going to keep it 
I literally wrote the song saying to myself, somebody can use this, somebody can use this. And then when I played it over and over again for Will and Wiz, they were like, we're not giving this to nobody. You're going to use this. Mm-hmm. And it was just a transition where a lot of people were saying, I don't know how that's going to fit with what you've been doing. But I went, I just took the leap and was like, fuck it, I'm going to put it on a rap album. And yeah. just see where it goes, you know what I mean? So like, once I put that out and the video came out, it seemed like everybody loved it. So I honestly, secretly, I went back to the studio and I made an EP that's all country. So I'm probably going to be releasing that soon just because oh, people shoot. enjoyed you know, <laughs> that body of work. Yeah, I think that it's something different, especially to come from a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, they just like hearing that sound because it's refreshing. It's not always just like these hard bars that you're coming back to back with. Mm-hmm. It just gives them something light that they can enjoy whenever. Right. So. Yep. As far as you being back on tour, what is your favorite thing about all of it? Seeing my homies. Seeing my homies. I mean, of course, a lot of us kick it. Not every day, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe every other two days, three days, whatever <laughs> like that. For the the majority of the, us that's on the bus with, you know, together, like the Taylor Gang group. But then seeing Burner, seeing Smoke Dizza, Joey Badass used to tour with us back in the day, you know what I mean? So seeing him is like, it's a family vibe. So that's that's the most exciting thing for me. We wake up, see the homies, smoke, chill, you know, and of course the fans, like they, they complete it. Yeah, and then you just hang out, and you guys are doing music every single day, and that's something that you love, so yep. you're able to continue bonding over that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool, though, because it's cool, too, because with us not seeing each other all the time, we get to press play on the music that we've been doing, so we sharing what we're about to drop with each other, you know what I mean, before the world even gets to hear it. Yeah, and then you guys sharing it. How does that creative process work to building up to that point where you're ready to start sharing it with everyone um i think it's important to play stuff for people you consider important and family and stuff like that because they're not going to give you the yes man answer mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're going to tell you if something's not right or like for for instance my new album that i'm going to put out i'm not going to say the title <laughs> but i went to wiz's house and i played it for him and he was like everything sounds good but in between like transitions and uh, interludes and stuff like that you got to bring people into that world with that and not just be it's just the music so of course i went back to the drum board and start doing little things to the the interludes and you know getting uh comedians and like older family members to do cool shit on the album mm-hmm. to make it feel whole you know what i mean instead of it just like yo the music is cool but you know what I mean? I'm trying to get rid of the butt. Yeah, you want like a full package rather right. than just like to make an experience mm-hmm. when everyone's listening. Mm-hmm. I like that. So like speaking of family, you've been rapping for a while. How long? Uh, I mean, seriously, when I met Wiz, honestly, I mean, two years before that. So maybe like 2007, I like did some battle rapping stuff across the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college. That's where I learned to like put the pen to paper was mm-hmm. in college. I had a roommate that was doing it. And um, I'm like, what the fuck is all these notebooks you got? <laughs> and he's like, these are all raps. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I write all my shit. I write all my shit down. And I got it. He, he started opening books and like rapping it. And I was like, damn, interesting. I know that I can, I come from a neighborhood where we had like uh, neighborhood rappers that we all looked up to, things that I can still recite to this day. And that was my whole thing. I was like, all right, I already heard this and seen it and know how to do it, but what's the what's the fucking meat and potatoes about it? 
yeah. right now you got to put things in hooks now you got to have bridges now you got to have you know the whole pro tools and recording and like all of that stuff so i kind of learned that in college and just apply it to what's going on now you said 2007 how many years is that 2016 16 years that's a that's a long time i know right but i mean over the years you've just kind of grown in your craft and everything yeah in some years whether people know it or not even though i still look busy some years i took off to be to do other things like when the pandemic hit i did the cooking thing so i watched those videos yeah, so i was, was watching a hot wings video the other day with the sweet uh mm-hmm. baby rays or something like yep. that yeah. so like I, I i just found ways just to do other things that were important to me and that i love and mm-hmm. then like of course that intertwines with when i'm filming it and editing it and put it together i can put my music behind it so it, it merged it meshes both worlds yeah so you do a lot of the behind the scenes as well as being in front mm-hmm. on the stage on the mic and everything too you're not just like a one-trick pony as some would say mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure i mean that's that's the, you know uh <laughs> you ever seen a show living color and living color before mm-hmm. so that's what they say it's like they got the the buttmans is what they're they're called but they're jamaicans and that one of the yeah. slogans is i have six jobs <laughs> so like for me that like kind of resonated i'm like all right and a lot of people don't know about passive income shit that you don't got to work hard for but you get money from it so like the cooking thing was one of those things for me and we got something man i wish i could talk about so much stuff but we got something for the summer tour too that's coming that i'm gonna be doing so i'm gonna be on stage and it has something to do with cooking as well okay when's the summer tour happening um i don't even know the date i didn't even look that far but i know it's july july so whenever you go on tour are you like how involved are you in the process of creating the shows um i mean not really too much unless it's mine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so if it's if it's mine then everything like i'm basically doing everything sometimes i travel with a dj and then sometimes it doesn't call for it because my homie bonix is doing where's the set and i take time in the studio to set my setup in the in the right manner to where he just had to press play and it just has to have a dj up there for the look so he yeah. press play there's bombs there's drops there's spaces where i'm supposed to talk i know all that when i'm getting on stage okay um shoot i'm sorry i don't remember what else i was gonna ask ask whatever you want <laughs> i feel like we should get what should i ask but what like motivates you to keep going as an artist because like sometimes you know it can be discouraging or like, yeah, what keeps you um, oh, I mean, well, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know or they do know. I have a adult daughter that been in this shit with me since she's been like a kid kid and she's 21 now. So like, that's the motivation for me. Like she sees me run my business. So I, I teach her things about how to run her, her life mm-hmm. business. You know what I mean? So I just take stuff that I do and cut trim the fat for her so she doesn't have to run into all the problems and she's not even in music she does nursing she works at a upmc so she's a nurse's assistant but still in that that setting you got to have some business about yourself so that's what motivates me i'm teaching her and it's and like they say a a woman can't teach a man how to be a man and a man can't teach a woman how to be a woman but you can instill things that you know stick with a woman because girls are like you know daddy's girl Mm -hmm. so 
that's that's where I try to keep it at, and that's my motivation. Yeah, that's what I always say with my parents. Like, I go to my dad whenever I need something because, you know, your dad got a sweet spot in mm-hmm. his heart because daddy's girl. Yep. Uh, but just speaking about family, I want to go back to the point of you've been rapping for 16 years. What did your family say when you started rapping? How did they feel about it? Um, I mean, the family was cool about it, but I don't think until it got to this level, I mean, maybe like some – six years ago or something like that i don't think until it got to this level they they didn't understand what i was doing because like my mom never listened to my music like i was printing up cds myself doing all this stuff having the stuff in her house selling the cds out of her house on the front porch and everything but she just never because i was in the streets so like my mind frame was different and the shit that i was talking about was like so street that she didn't care about yeah that shit but then when I made an album and started making the fun music, Alive, Escape, uh, what else? Just a bunch of stuff Big that Wood she season. gang with us, Big Wood Season. Like, she texted me and be like, Big Man, Wood so. Season. Now she's so into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and she wears, like, like clothing with my name on it everywhere and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Things that weren't happening before. But I feel like she's seen how important it was to me. And in sports, she used to come to every event that I had. So now she's the same with music because she sees how important it is to me. So, and my mom raised me. My dad, he's cool. You know what I'm saying? He, he come to the shows sometimes. He say I heard this. He asked me about shit that I say in the music. Mm-hmm. Like he was talking about me. Was this true? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, nigga. Like you wasn't even there. Like I'm, I'm not really, you know, selling Ted on the lie. But you shouldn't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. we, we cool now though. Like I love my pops. You know, we got a great relationship and shit like that. But just some things that I didn't have to talk about with to my mom. Mm-hmm. I had to talk about with my dad, and he kind of set me down and let me know the space where he was at when he, like, left the house and stuff like that. So it was like a grown-up situation for me and a closing for me on a wondering why Pops wasn't at the crib. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like you said, what you're saying in your songs about him is just how you felt. It's not necessarily, like, a diss at him. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's an expression, you know what I mean? And sometimes I have to say shit to get us in a better place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You ha- you might have to hear me say it. Like, I can't really, I might not tell you it, but when I go into the music and go into the studio and stuff like that, emotions get different when certain songs are created. So mm-hmm. it allows me to be like, oh, well, fuck that. I can say it now. Yeah, because in music, uh, that's your sense of therapy. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're rapping at the time, you're emoting those feelings. Exactly. But I definitely understand you on the being misunderstood part because I've been doing this podcast for, what, like three years now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm currently still living at home. I moved back during the pandemic, and my mom, she does not understand. She supports me. But, you know, it's just that hard juxtaposition of trying to get her to realize, like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do full time. Right. But she's also like, you got to get your ass a job. You got to get out the house. You got to mm-hmm. do this, this, this and this. And sometimes that can be hard, Tough, especially sure. when you're going through it. I feel like I'm kind of on the cusp of getting out of mm-hmm. it. Not that I'm trying to get out of the situation like it's been nice not having to pay rent and everything yeah yeah, for sure but i am like planning to move this summer and i just feel like with the pandemic that put me back on a lot of my goals that i had once i graduated college and that's where we actually met Mm -hmm. this is our second time meeting everybody Mm -hmm. back in uh 2016 2017 i think it was 2016 yeah i just seen a picture the other day will was like do you know her (laughs) i was like bro i remember her bro like what do you mean yeah okay she wants to do an interview 
cool. Yeah, yeah. And he said, why not? Yeah, um, but yeah, that picture is so funny because I feel like I was so grown at the time, but I was also so young. And I remember talking to you that night and just asking you how to get to where you were like performing and everything. Not that I wanted to ever be an artist, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I just know I had aspirations that were bigger than the university and you were like you can't let the university like keep you here you gotta go out and explore and i was like okay cool cool yeah, it's a fact you know what i mean it's, it's just like people say i always use street terms because that's what i you know what i'm saying that's what i did a lot of so it's like jumping off the porch that's what they say true you know just like i heard that one i was yeah. nervous you said street terms i said no 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 i'll keep it you know simple <laughs> but yeah it's just like you got to jump off the porch and see what's going on you know what i mean that's mm -hmm. the thing about it so with me in the streets, like I knew that I can do music, but I didn't meet nobody that could push me to that point that I felt like I could go. Yeah. And then I met Wiz, and I he didn't have to push me to that point. I seen this is what that's what he wanted. He he knew that he wanted to be this star, so I'm like, all right, bet I just need a little bit of that just to get going. You know what I mean? So sometimes it just takes probably like meeting somebody it could be a good friend it could be a stranger you know what i mean because i always tell my daughter strangers are emily is across your chest and you're at the park and somebody's like emily <laughs> your dad told me to come and get you and strangers in, in business become business partners okay y'all become millionaires together yeah things like that no matter if you knew them from a can of paint or nothing when you're an adult it's not stranger is trying to figure out what can we do together if we fuck with each other. I never thought about it that way, but I like how you put that because that is very true. I feel like sometimes it's hard in your like hometown to really be vocal about what you're trying to do Facts. because everybody like hates on you. I hate to be like it's haters. It's true, though, you know, it's, so, it's <laughs> true. You hit the nail on the head, it's true. Yeah, but everybody in your hometown just kind of wants to uh, speak dirt on your name. That's probably because they just knew you through all the different stages that you've gone through. Mm -hmm. But when you're truly chasing something authentically i think that's like one of the best things that you can do and right now um i'm in this scene where you know i see a lot of people chasing what they want to do and i'm supporting them encouraging them um if you can't if you can go see like these big time artists why not support your friends that's how i feel that's right the truth. but um i can I, tell you friends that i got that don't know a fucking lyric but they be like <laughs> oh you coming in town i need a ticket for what we don't You're even, not gonna be in a crowd we really don't even have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Do you give them tickets? No. Oh, uh, why are they friends? They're, they're, they're not friends, but that's what they think in their mind. Okay, got you. Okay. They think like, that friends. we're friends so they can do shit like that, but yeah. little do they know they're so short-minded that they don't know that that's not what friends do. Yeah, they're just trying to hit you up when it's convenient to them. Say, oh, well, I knew Chevy growing up. We used to be around the block. Yep. You don't know Chevy now? Yep, because it's hella different. But, yeah, I think that it's cool to start aligning myself with people who have the same, like, aspirations mm -hmm. and who want to achieve more, which keeps you motivated mm -hmm. and grounded, too. Mm -hmm. That's true. You only, 50 Cent said it in an interview a long time ago, you only as stupid as the people you, that's stupid you talk to. If they're stupid and you're talking to stupid people, guess what? You're finna you're be stupid. stupid. No ifs, ands, or but not, about that. You're not even... There's, there's a teaching and then they're just being on a dummy level with a dummy. It's like, am I about to sit here? It's like the same thing. Like, we don't have nothing to talk about. Am I about to sit here and just keep going back and forth with dumb shit? With you? With dumb conversations? You know, dumb thoughts? Like, all of that shit. Like, I'm not finna do that. I want to talk to millionaires. 
I want to yeah. talk to business people. I want to talk to people that bought companies, sold them for $5 million, bought another company and sold that for $30 million. I want to talk to those people. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out my how. How can I do that? How can I? Just like with me now, I created Taylor Gang Gaming. So I, I seen T Grizzly do this and like the GTA Grand Theft Auto and with the PC and doing all that. I had none of this. So now when I strike up and go on Twitch and I'm streaming and stuff like that, quiet is kept. The shit's paying my rent and more for me just sitting there. But it's just another way of like paying attention to somebody who's intelligent, that's a stranger, mm-hmm. and taking something from it and applying it. Yeah, I'm taking notes right now because these are the conversations that are important. You want to get yourself in a position to where you can take care of yourself and have those. Um, what you say earlier about the different types of oh, income, yeah, passive, six, passive, 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 passive income. income. Mm-hmm. So when you're having those dumb conversations that aren't fulfilling, that aren't helping you to get better, you're staying on that same level. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you're going to be better than anybody else. It's just you trying to better yourself right. at the end of the day. Sometimes that's the passive is more important than your what you're actually getting from what you're doing mm-hmm. you know like your 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 love what you really pour your heart into sometimes that passive income is way more important than that because that relaxes you this right here is you got to keep stressing to get it yep you got to keep grinding you got to pump love out it episodes so much, yep. you know you're going to go through stressful it's like it's the same as a relationship you love it so much but you know you're going to go through some stressful points but when this is over here with like passive and it's just making and building and whatever that's what you go take that trip with to get away from that you know what i mean so it's just like you gotta one hand wash the other yeah okay you talked about twitch so just talking about these new social media platforms that are coming up tiktok is very popular right now mm-hmm. how do you feel about artists who are taking their music to tiktok um do you have a tiktok i do I just, okay. I, but I do random, I do random shit. You know Me too. I mean? like my I, TikTok's kind of depressing. Yeah, my shit is not, my shit is, I look at other people and it's like structured for funny, it's structured for money, it's structured for embarrassment, it's structured for, look at this motherfucker, or, you know what I mean? And they, that's all their videos are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but for me, I have a great team. So every week when the hashtags come out, I get an email or a text saying this is the hashtag, blah, blah, blah. And I make sure that I go do something in that realm on TikTok. But I feel like they go together. I feel like artists should be over there doing that, especially the young artists. Mm-hmm. That's where all the the kids are. You know what I mean? So the bouncing, I can always call it, I have something for everything. I always call it the bouncing ball effect. If you're looking at the screen or musically, the way that kids hear it, it's just like that. So if it's simple like that, and TikTok, you could just give them a dance, mm-hmm. and one, two, three, four, five, like, you win. <laughs> the bouncing ball effect just took me out. Um, shoot. <laughs> I just completely forgot that bouncing ball. Um, they I come up with the hashtags. <laughs> I know, I'm just sitting here like, um warzone 2k madden uh grand theft auto i play xbox i've got we actually got some shit set up to where we play with like fans you know that come backstage and shit here but uh (laughs) my lady's gonna hate me for this i uh i kind of got off xbox and she paid for it before it even came out and the shit was like 900 dollars. yeah 
So like she's seeing the collecting dust and now I'm on PC. I'm kind of happy that she she helps me be comfortable at my PC. So she buys the things that I need around it. But she always said, this fucking Xbox is getting dust. <laughs> I'm going to sell it. But, you know, I play Xbox sometimes, you know what I mean? I'm really, I'm really on the PC because I started learning, like, coding and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I'm really, like, dialed in on trying to figure out stuff like that. So we have our own server, and it's a Taylor Gang server where you can, like, create your character and fly in and do stuff and, you know, make money, have businesses and things of that nature. Um, so I'm learning coding so that, you know, Wiz has the packed bowls. Let's just use that, like the food, the restaurant thing online. Um, we want to put a building in the city. You have to code that and, you know, structure that and do develop that and put it in. So that's where I'm at now instead of just playing the game. I'm trying to learn how to put things into a video game. God damn, how you got time to do all this? I mean, you make time. It's something that I, I've been playing video games for years. But just playing the game. And now it's like a little deeper seeing that, you know. And shout out to my homies uh, and homegirl, Dave and Shay. They helped me run Taylor Game Gaming. And they're just teaching me everything, like, on the fly. It's the same thing how I learned with music. That's you know what I mean? I just start learning everything on the fly, how to do shit, to a point where no matter what I'm doing now with music, everything's comfortable. It's no more butterflies before the stage. It's no, oh, I can't go in the studio and say this or, you know. So I'm at a super comfortable place right now. That's good. I want to go back to TikTok. Um, so, or no, I just want to go back to young artists in general, because I feel like one of the main reasons that I want to talk to you is one, because of the advice that you gave me several years ago. And then two, to give the artists that I know in my life some advice, because, well, I have this question. Should artists be buying a spot to perform? That's my biggest question. No. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> because I don't know. I've seen some shows done where artists are doing that. And me personally, if I'm getting invited to a show, I feel like I would want to be making that profit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I just wanted them to hear from somebody else who so, has been so in the So th this industry. is what I feel like with situations like this, I'm going to use, um, let's just say there's tickets and you have friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be given the person that's throwing the the whatever show cash money you should tell them you can i can sell or i can this many tickets that's where that's where shit gets funky you know what i mean people mm -hmm. are they're like give me cash give me cash and then you're going with 30 people that's coming to see you but you paid and they paid so you know what i mean it's like a it's like a weird space, but I feel like getting tickets is better than giving cash. And even when you give the tickets, you put in the, this like a mechanic, you put in the labor and you got to still pay for the parts. So you should do, if, even with getting tickets, you should be like, okay, I still get half of what these tickets cost and you get half that money. And then I'm going to get all these people to come see. Now all these people are buying food, people are buying drinks. So you didn't put 30 to 40 people in the building when you got artists there that come by themselves, that paid that cash, that it's a whole different ball game, but that's a business. You're running a business now. Now you're not, you're getting a percentage 
of what's going on every time you perform just from selling those tickets so don't ever give nobody no bread just bring just tell them how many people you can bring yeah and have everybody show up for you that's a force it's way better than you going by yourself or you going with three people and saying okay i paid 500 to perform for 10 minutes what are you about to get out of that you know what i mean and anything can happen any any second but just think about it logically like what are you going to get out of that yeah what are you i mean some people say oh exposure but like really how much how many people are going to go listen to your music after that show or follow you or things like that you can get more exposure in a day on the internet than you can paying somebody to perform in front of them we live in a different time right now Mm-hmm. My grandma used to say it used to be a nickel for a loaf of bread. <laughs> Ain't no more. Nope, it is not. Bread is Shit high. Changed. Eggs are high. Exactly. <laughs> it's inflation season. Should change. So you got to like, it's stuff that you have to do. You know what I mean? That's not on a promoter to say, oh, well, I'll just give you these. T-. You have to put that business plan on the table and then say, decide if you want to do it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so with... um artists putting their music on TikTok. I've seen like a lot of people move to LA, you know, where music is being made. Um, If you were a young artist in today's world, putting your music on TikTok, do you feel like your mom would let you move out to LA? Drop out of school, move out to LA. Definitely not. If (laughs) if drop out of school is in it, no. Yeah. My mom was a secretary for 30 years, so she definitely, out of high school, she definitely not finna go for that. Yeah. It will have to be after school. <laughs> and I can decide, I, I mean, I can say I don't want to go to college, that's cool. But as far as, like, living in her household and saying, oh, yeah, this is my dream, I'm 16, I'm a sophomore, I want to just not go to school, no, uh-uh. Yeah, I admire the people that have been able to do it because that takes like a lot of bravery. But um, yeah, my mom owned a daycare for 20 plus years. My dad was a school bus driver, grew up in the daycare, got on my dad's school bus. So I knew like the biggest argument that me and my mom have had probably to date was me telling her that I didn't want to go to college. I mean, times were a little different back then. It was 2015. But at this time, I wasn't doing anything. I told her I was going to make a YouTube channel. I didn't do that. I told her I was going to do this. I didn't do that. So, you know, like I understand where she was coming from. You need to set yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, family dynamics are a lot different with these, like, social platforms and seeing people just blow up and move into L.A. Right. I mean, some people in their families, that for the people that blow up, they've been seeing them be this exuberant, outgoing kid for a while now. So they're fueling it. Some families are fueling it. You know what I mean? Oh, you need to get this. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, we need to set your room up like it's a podcast. Oh, <laughs> some people are fueling it. So you got, you know, two sides of the coin. Some people, some parents are like, no, you're not doing that shit. And some people are buying the space or renting out the space or putting these people in acting classes and stuff like that so yeah that was not me i was in gymnastics but that was about it you're good okay so just tell me what you plan to do today besides perform don't give me that bullshit answer i plan (laughs) i plan on um staying as far as away as possible from wiz and burner okay um, they cool, but they smoke too much fucking weed. Oh, that's crazy. I did not know if that's what you was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I thought they was know. always down to clown and you was like. Kind of like turn into a zombie like after two hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? 
that's why I've been on the bus. I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna pace this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke a joint during the interview. Then I'm gonna go chill for another hour. Then I'm gonna go holler at them. Then I'm gonna go do my, my show. And then I'm gonna watch everybody else's, smoke my own weed. Then after the show, I'm gonna smoke with them. Cause they be smoking them big ass. And it's 420, so I already know. It's about know. to get crazy. I already seen my brother with one of those little smoke things, like that got the five joints in it. Me, Irvin, Irvin, this is where I need your expertise. Yeah, I'm y'all, like, I don't smoke, so. Yeah, so it's like, it's like the it's like the it's like a wood piece, right? It's like a wood piece, and then it got like it got like a joint here, a joint here, a joint here, and a joint here. It's like five of them, and then you take the little wood piece and you hit all five of the joints. I seen him smoking that on his IG. I was like, yeah, I'm staying off the bus for a minute. That's crazy. This I can't get high like I used to. That's all. Yeah. That's me with drinking. I can't get fucked up like I used to. Mm-hmm. It's It just takes a toll on you. I'm 26, and I'm like, oh, child. But, you yeah. You got a long way to go. <laughs> but I'm at this whole 420 festival, and... That's what I was talking about with them because, you know, they know that I don't smoke. But they're like, how are you going to go to a 420 fest and not smoke? I said, maybe I'll try it, but I'm not trying to be laid out in this lawn. It's not even a lawn. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, not gonna be don't try out. something new for the first time. What? He wants to show you this. <laughs> Damn. See, yeah, this is what Burner and them be doing. You need to hang with them. Yeah, he uh grows his own. Bro, what the fuck? But let me tell you, you need to pace yourself too, because the last time we was in Vegas, he tapped out. So Uh (laughs) don't let him fool you. And that's KK. That's Wiz's weed right there. So you about to be, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. What's coming up with your music? What's your set list tonight? (laughs) Um, I'm not gonna give up the set list. Oh no. There's some classics in there. Okay. Um. I am gonna pop out with Wiz later. I'm not gonna say what song, but people will kind of, kind of know. Me, I think I have. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to drop some new music. Uh, it's tour season. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, birthday's on the 13th of May. Oh, so that's my grandpa's birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Shout out to Grams, <laughs> for sure. Nah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm just on, I'm I'm just cooling right now. I got everything I push the push button. You know what I mean. What I want to do is like, because I've been working on a lot of shit, and like now I was able to even get on this tour and still be working on my, you know, game and stuff because I'm not doing as much as I would usually do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's cool. Everybody understands it. Kind of stepped out of the way of recording every day and going to the studio every day just to insert different other things that I didn't get to do while I was making this run. Yeah. And on this tour that you're going on this summer, who will be on the tour? Are you headlining? Um, I'm not doing no headlining with this tour because it is Snoop Dogg. It is Wiz Khalifa. It is Too Short. It is Warren G. And <laughs> it is Burner. All right, so look, I'm going to just give you all this, right? Um, of course, I'm going to be on the tour. And like I said, pop out with Wiz you know, for certain songs. But I'm also going to do, like, cooking episodes, like the after show. Okay. Cooking for the, you know, everybody backstage production and all that stuff, so. Oh, that's going to be cool. That's something that I haven't, like, seen mm-hmm. or heard of before, so it's different. So mm-hmm. I like that. So okay. it's like. It's going to be like a backyard barbecue little yeah, cookout. Every night, though, it's like after show food. I'm going to be in control of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, 
it's like a big task, you know what I mean? Had a little hibachi grill so I could do everything at once and just feed everybody on some cool shit and film it at the same time. That is cool. I like that. So are you going to pop out in like a little chef coat and hat? Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Make it good with Chevy Woods. I got the, the apron already. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to hit that one up, but and I'm going to be in a different. heard that first. I didn't tell nobody that. <laughs> I just got that news like two nights ago. That's crazy. So, yeah. Me being the first. Now I feel special. <laughs> um, but I might be in a different zip code by then. Hopefully, when you go on tour, so I get to see you in a new place. I haven't quite told everybody where, where I'm moving. Well, oh, no, me. You if you don't want to tell me, I can just bleep, bleep it out. Anyways, I'm moving to mm. I'll be out there this PA. summer. Yep. Okay. Yep. So kind of your neck of the woods you're from pittsburgh yeah, but six hours in between <laughs> neck of the woods six hours mm-hmm. i feel like that's the whole length of missouri mm. yeah six hours in between okay okay yeah but that's where i'm moving um i'm excited it's, it's nice. gonna be a change so. good yeah but yeah i think that's about all i have for you good all right we gonna turn up <laughs> right, yeah thank you so much for doing this no thank you i'll let you know when it comes out i usually I was thinking about posting it tomorrow, but I don't know how what tonight's gonna bring, so